Hello and welcome. Here we are at our pop-up studio at the STEP conference. Uh, the second day just starting really nicely, except the flies. <laughs> but this is the perk of being outside and in this wonderful weather and in this wonderful conference here in Dubai. We have a Hassan Haider from Plus VC. Uh, good morning, Hassan. Good morning. How was uh, STEP conference for you yesterday and how it is uh, this morning? STEP conference is great. It's a really nice event. I love how it's organized. I love the different types of people that we meet here. Um, it's always a great event to come to every year. Okay, and uh, what do you do here? Do you search for new startups? Do you talk with startups? Do you advise startups? Do you speak on the stage or what, what is the... Yeah, I, all of the above, I guess. <laughs> um, so uh, typically what we're doing here is we're uh, talking to startups either that we've already spoken to, we meet them in person or sourcing new startups or... Uh, a lot of our time, you know, with our existing portfolio and companies, introducing them to other investors and people uh, across sort of the event. And so that actually works pretty well for us. And yeah, I'm speaking. I spoke yesterday. I'm speaking today. And <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing for ecosystem to meet. So talking about the, the, the ecosystem and talking about uh, the ecosystem in the MENA region or, or the Middle East, uh, I don't want to say the word veteran, but you are there for more than a decade. Yeah. How, how it was more than a decade ago? There was no ecosystem. <laughs> so I've been doing this like for 13 years now. And when we first got started, um, you know, the Mektub acquisition by Yahoo had just taken place, which I'm sure most of these people don't remember. 2013? 2010, actually. 10, yeah. Yeah. Uh, old, yeah. yeah. I lost count. And so I'm sure most of the people in the ecosystem now don't even remember that as an Even exit. Yahoo, not to mention. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, that was, I think, a pivotal point in the current evolution of our uh -huh. ecosystem. I think, you know, um, that acquisition reignited a lot of people's passion for venture capital, showed that there was potential to exit at something with more than $100 million in the region, and that international interest was there. And so... We saw Jordan start to emerge as an ecosystem then with Oasis 500. A year or two later, you started to see Flat6 Labs in, out of Egypt just got started. Started to see some angel investment groups start. And so that I, I think like you can trace everything that's happening here to that sort of pivotal moment. Uh, where most people don't even remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but, but talking about pivotal moments, except uh, you live in 500 startups, yeah. what was the pivotal moment for the region's uh, 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 ecosystem? Uh, I think there's been a couple of moments like the ecosystem has been growing, but I think ecosystems, they step up, you know, it's not like mm -hmm. it's not like a linear growth or anything. It's like one year it's like we were having two hundred million dollars in investments and a couple of startups. And then the next year paying five hundred million dollars and the year after that was a billion and then two. And then so there's step ups every year in sort of the ecosystem. I think a couple of the steps um, that we saw were. Of course, the Mektub acquisition by Yahoo was one. Uh, and then we had uh, Amazon acquiring Souq was another one. And then uh, Talabat being acquired by Delivery Hero, Carriage being acquired by Delivery Hero. So there's a lot of activity happening in Kuwait that no one really was paying too much attention to. Uh, and then, um, and then the, you know, Uber, uh, Kareem acquisition was another sort of watershed moment. And then recently we saw you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, is like any startups going to IPO? I'd be like, no. Like, what are you talking about? It <laughs> uh, was no ecosystem for that. But then Jahez IPO done the Namu stock market. And that was a really great exit for a lot of people. Um, and then that became like a watershed moment recently for, you know, hey, listen, an exit through IPO is actually a viable method for startups. And so yeah. 
There's been a lot. Sort of like a nurturing inspiration for them. Yeah. And, so and uh, uh, you're based uh, in the middle in the Middle East. Yeah. That's that's the that's the uh, best thing to say. Yeah. But you're based in uh, Bahrain. Yeah. I, me, myself, and a, a number of the team are based in Bahrain. How is uh, this ecosystem in Bahrain? Bahrain is an interesting ecosystem. Uh, from our previous fund that we were managing, it actually is the best performing ecosystem in terms of returns. Really? Yeah, we invested in... Carefully invest. Uh, yeah. We invested in 10 startups in that market. Uh-huh. Uh, two of them became 40x returns. So, oh my God. And one of them is at about 10x. So I think, you know, it's, it's <laughs> not, I can't really complain about that. Um, but it's one of those markets where you got to pay attention to. You've got to be there on the ground. You've got to be finding founders really early. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that we try to emphasize in smaller markets is like, hey, listen, great. This is a Petri dish. You're just getting started. Mm-hmm. But within year one, you need to be in a bigger market. And so founders that have that sort of mindset towards expansion within a very short period of time, they do well out of these smaller markets. The ones that are just sort of trapped is like, I'm going to dominate my market and then go out, they're never able to go out because there's bigger players that end up launching in all the bigger markets yeah. as well. Um, so that would be the right path for them. Yeah, I think I think the there's you know you see smaller markets like Kuwait and Bahrain and Amman and Qatar where it's really a path of hey we tested it we proved it in our market and now we're going to immediately expand into the bigger markets like Saudi like Egypt like wherever like somewhere else um, and then you have a lot of startups from bigger markets like Egypt uh, Saudi UAE where they try to dominate their local market and then maybe three years down the line start exploring other markets as well and and uh, uh Okay, but but when we talk about your your uh, VC plus VC, yes, what is the plus that you are giving the, the startups and the community? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we try to support our startups with, but at the end of the day, we we're very strongly we're very strong believers in the fact that our role is to identify talent and support them as much as possible. We're not there to interfere. We're not there to get super involved and run the company for them or anything like that. We're there as a sounding board. We're there if they need assistance with different areas. Um, you know, I've done more than 200 investments over the past few years, so I've seen a lot. I've reviewed tens of thousands of deals, so there's a little bit up here that I can guide <laughs> startups with. Um, and what is the, 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 the uh, what is the number one question that you get from startups in the region when you start uh, working with them? Uh, <laughs> There's a bunch. So, like, we know what we need to help startups with, and the first one is always fundraising. Uh, <laughs> startups always are fundraising. They're like, make, make introductions. Thankfully, we've been in the ecosystem long enough. We know a lot of the players. We can at least get a call in or an introduction to most of the VCs in the region, and they'll they'll pay attention to the startups that we we're, we're referring because they know we wouldn't invest. We wouldn't refer like a crap one to them, um, and then. So that's always the number one question is fundraising. Uh, number two always becomes about um, structuring. Operations, uh, yeah. Yeah, hiring, talent, like all of that sort of stuff. is like, hey, we're stuck. There's this issue. There's that issue. And we try to help as much as possible. And then a third is like, you know, helping with PR early on, communications early on. Someone on our team that's dedicated that helps on that front. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's mostly just, you know, we've, we have a lot up here. And so... You as a startup, ask me what you need to ask, and yeah. I'll help however I can. Okay, and uh, uh, th- that is that. That are the steps. Uh, there are 
that is the talk about Middle East, that is the talk about your VCs, and let's talk about startups. Uh, what, what is, what I see, we see, we just saw the graphic that I showed you about fintech being the, the leading uh, uh, be, uh, source of in, investment, source of uh, business here. Yeah. Uh, what is your uh, uh, thing that you, uh, your VC is uh, investing in? We're pretty agnostic. We'll invest in anything as long as there's some technology that helps the company scale. And I think that helps us not follow trends, but be there before trends happen. So we were investing in fintech deals in 2017 before mm -hmm. fintech was even a thing. Because fintech, before fintech was fintech. Yeah, before fintech there was even a word, right? <laughs> uh, and it's because we ba backed really good founders that could sort of see what, what where the gaps were and what they, they wanted to solve and what they wanted to do. So our thesis always goes back to, we need to be backing great founders that have sort of this bias towards execution and are getting things done. Like that's really the whole thing. Um, and then everything else is like, okay, to support that. Like, have they have they launched their product? Great, excellent. Have they got some customers and users? Do they know how they've gotten those customers and users? Do they know how to get more of them? You know, things like that. It's very basic at the stage that we're operating in. Uh, but we're really looking at finding teams that we will back because by the time a startup we've invested in you know we've invested in 200 deals we know that the ones that are successful look nothing like they were when we were initially investing in them they've pivoted they've changed business models they've expanded they've done a lot of other things and they they're not really the same business but the thing that has driven them there is the founders that we backed and so i don't i try not to be like oh these are the sectors that we think are going to be great in the future because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I have no yeah. clue. If I did, I'd, I'd be much richer. Uh, <laughs> but um, what, what I do know is if you back someone that's great and has this sort of like execution mindset is, is going to get something done, then, you know, chances are things are going to go pretty well. Um, so that's sort of it. So like right now we're investing in deals that people are ignoring, but maybe two years down the line when these guys have grown, they'll be the next hot thing. And we've seen that over and over again. Can you tell us an example of that kind of uh, startup that is maybe at this time uh, so being ignored? Like, oh, is there anything? Or you don't want to reveal, maybe? No, I mean, we've invested in so many deals. From our previous fund, you know, we invested in, like, Flowered at the time. People were like, oh, online flower and gift delivery? How big is the market going to be? And now they're amongst the winners in our portfolio like they're doing really, they're, really they're well delivery maybe fl not flowers but they are delivery they're you know, doing like, so yeah, well yeah, right yeah. and then there's other ones like Callow where um oh. it was a it's a meal meal subscription yeah, service yeah. right it's for you to lose weight and all these yeah. sort of things and he started sending some messages maybe <laughs> uh, me too uh so so it was really good and the founder is phenomenal. So I really backed that founder. I've been tracking him for a while. And then he just executed so well, beyond my wildest expectations. When you say executed uh, so well, what is that uh, makes that founder uh, the, the perfect founder, as you said? You know, like what is, what, what is, is it the knowledge, being knowledgeable about the industry he's in or knowledgeable about operations or knowledgeable about IT? What is the it's, distinction? It, de it depends, point? but. It's not really about knowledge, it's about like speed of execution and getting things done, mm. right? Because there's founders that we speak to and then a year later we speak to them, they're like, oh, they're kind of still in the same position. And I was like, what's going on? Oh, we couldn't raise any money. I was like, so? Like, you should still be doing something. And there's other founders that have beautiful pitch decks and presentations, but then when you're like, 
okay, so have you built anything? Are you doing anything? They're like, no, we'll wait till we get funding and then we'll be full time. So like, we don't, we don't invest in that. We want people that are like, whether you invest in me or not, I believe in this thing and I'm executing with or without you. It'll be slower without you, but Exactly. With you, it'll be faster. Like, exactly. That's what we were looking when for. You mentioned, when you mentioned pow, uh, uh, pitch decks, you know, uh, uh, I, I spoke with a VC and they said, okay, Ivan, please, no design. White background, black letters, uh, Times Roman, whatever, you know, like, I just want to see what's the point of the, uh, what you're doing, not, not uh, the beautiful design. And this is the, as you said, the, the efficiency of the execution, as said. And uh, uh, talking about the, the, the market, uh, just before the, t the cameras turned on, we, we were discussing about this uh, bear market, or call it uh, however, uh, and you said, oh no, this is the perfect time. Why this time is a perfect time? This is honestly the best time to be investing. Uh, valuations are lower, so investors are getting in at pretty good valuations compared to what was happening in 21 <laughs> and 22. Uh, this vintage, I think, you know, late 22, 23 vintage venture capital funds are probably going to outperform because, you know, our, our, our industry, our funds are long-term periods, right? We're investing over the first five years and harvesting over another five years. So we see a full economic cycle. So if we're investing at the bottom of that economic cycle, our chances of, you know, when things improve and our deals doing pretty well are, are much higher. So. Everybody's happy. So you have to uh, uh, break the record of 40 40x uh, exit. Uh, I have a 61 as well. So. Oh my! <laughs> so I, I gotta break that. I gotta get to 100. Somewhere. I would really like to uh, to, to uh, pick your brain more <laughs> and learn more from you. And thank you very much for this conversation. Please, anytime you are in Dubai, let me know, and uh, I would like to have a full uh, interview of uh, half an hour or more, uh, talking about the ecosystem. And who knows, uh, next time you're here, uh, what uh, uh, what things will happen? You know. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being in uh, the Change Officer podcast and of course share, like, subscribe and if you want uh, to learn more about the different things that are changing our world tune in, share, like, subscribe to our podcast, The Change Officer from Step Conference.